Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, Law, Captain Ed, and Dennis rounding out the crew here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Good to see you, Ed. Hey, how are you? Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot has happened since our last broadcast. I flew halfway around the world to Egypt and, uh, and did the whole pyramid. are tired. Oh, yeah, exactly. But um boom Yeah. Thank you for that, Dennis. All right, so yeah, it, it was crazy. It was nuts, and another reason why you want to get your private pilot's license. I don't think flying to Egypt is necessarily a good plan for a private pilot. Well, there's there's a little bit of water to cross. Well, there is. Some borders you probably don't want to cross. Right, but you want to find a private aircraft to fly instead of flying commercial and yes. getting cooped up in a in a can for 11 hours plus. Yeah. That was torture. Uh, how long would it take them to go in a private jet, even? Well, I could break it up. I could island hop. Way. Right? I mean, that counts as an island hop. If you're, you know, got to fly across the ocean and stuff, you could, you know, you stretch it out a little bit. You have yeah. to go the long way, though, north through Canada, across Greenland and Iceland, and then back down through Europe and across the Med. Well, that sounds like a wonderful adventure, does mm-hmm. it not? Go for well, it. Well, there's some great dive <laughs> sites up in Iceland, I hear. Yeah. Well, you know... My experiences with, uh, you know, the commercial carrier just continues to get, you know, worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. So I well, was not a fan. I, I had some recent travels and I can say that, you know. It you went, can back me up on that? It went fine, but it's, it is it is no longer the luxury it used to be or the uh, glamour that it used to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, uh, it, uh, it was a cattle call to get on the airplane. A little and, bit of funk. And then, you know, everybody on the airplane. Yeah. It's just so pleasurable. Yeah. I mean, it could have been, I, it could have been worse. Yeah. You know, so I could complain for the entire show, but I won't do that. I'll just do it for the first segment. <laughs> Since when? Yeah. But I'm just saying, man, I, I would have much rather flown in a private uh, jet, you know, so do you, next time, do you know anybody who flies over that part of the world? Because it is a little trickier. I know people that can take you over there for yeah. a price. Well, of course, for a price. Is it is it tougher to fly over into the Middle East because all the political unrest and stuff like that? Or do you know? Yeah. Yeah. That uh, uh, Actually, um, um, Lenny's done it before, or uh, Keith and my business partner. Yeah. He Did fared, he like fared, it? ferried some airplanes to Africa. And it was it was it was a challenge, and yeah. it, and a lot of it had to do with just proper documentation to fly over certain countries. Yeah, so it's all just paperwork as usual. It's not necessarily like safety. You know, a lot of my friends were like, "What are you? You're flying where? You're going where? What are you nuts?" And and I got to say, as far as a you know, from a safety standpoint, flying to Egypt and hanging out there, uh, there was no safety issues whatsoever. Yeah, which, now, what airline you fly on? Uh, we flew American out. Okay. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was no big deal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Cairo, uh, is not necessarily the prettiest city I've been to. They have a little bit of a garbage issue there. <laughs> and the fact that they don't like the 
I don't know, put it in a can, I guess. I don't know what the deal is with that. But, you know, it's an interesting, you know, cultural thing to, to witness. And, and, you know, you got the pyramids. I did the whole thing of me on a camel in front of the pyramids. I got that picture, marked it off the list, yeah. and actually climbed inside the pyramids. It was a great adventure were, were from you that you the ones that they were uh, in last week where they were, um, find, you know, opening the sarcophagus of the the mummies that they yeah. found? That was where you were at. I was. Part, I was the right in there. The Valley of the Gods. No, actually, I was not in that that okay. area. Okay. That's a different part. I think, I think that's down by Luxor. I so I was. Uh, I just saw it on the Today program. Yes, but uh, you know the pyramids. You can if you have a special ticket, and I did. I actually got to climb inside one of the pyramids. No, oh, cool. and that was pretty freaky. So I'm probably. I probably brought a, like an Egyptian mummy curse or something back with me. So you've been warned. Ed. Okay. So, uh, well, well, that's his newest excuse for why he can't. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that just sounds like another excuse. The curse of the mummy keeps Greg, your first mate, from getting his private pilot license. I didn't know Number first 11. mates needed private pilot license. Yeah, maybe maybe they don't. Co-pilot? I don't yeah. know. Don't give him any more reasons. It's jet lag. <laughs> I, I'm not going to keep this stuff straight. Come on. He Come doesn't do fly. it when he's well-rested. Why can we expect that <laughs> if he's not well-rested? True. Well, the guy needs what eighteen hours a day. Well, that's <laughs> Thank sleep, you. Right? Yeah, well, that's that's pretty normal, you know, for me. But anyway, yeah, regardless, um, it, it did kind of reaffirm why I need to get my private pilot's license because I got to cut down on this uh, commercial airline travel. Okay, learn from my experiences. You don't want to go there. You don't want to be in a an aircraft for eleven hours so, like that. So, can we take a slight turn here? Okay, go ahead. So he keeps talking about getting his private pilot license. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as the as the saga continues. Yeah, and there there was a competition going a, a while back with and with Patrick, with Patrick. Oh yes, from Signature. Yeah, well, he's no longer with Signature. Oh, he's not. He now works for Cirrus Aircraft. Really? And he's going to get his private pilot license. So he's getting back in the cockpit, and uh-huh. and, and they're and they're taking they're 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 making sure that he's going to get there this time. He's going to be uh, he's part of their marketing department. Wow, about that? Yeah. So we know somebody who can give me a Cirrus jet is what you're trying to say right now. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> Not the fact that he's going to beat you to being a private pilot. I was going to say I'm putting my money down on Patrick. Why? Because well. <laughs> Greg, how many ratings have I gotten? How many of my kids gotten? And where are you still at? Uh, I'm right here. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. You're still a student pilot with no medical. Okay, but wait, Patrick hadn't done anything yet. He's just been he starts told. Starts ground school on Monday. Okay. Well, so I got till Monday or next week. We'll get an update. <laughs> By then, maybe I'll probably have it. Ground school with him. I'll, uh, maybe it's, it's up in Knoxville, so that'll be a good excuse. Oh, okay. He can't get to Knoxville to go to ground school. With yeah. him. But that's near uh, Dollywood, so we know he likes to go hang Ooh. out up there. Uh-huh. There's another reason why I should stay away. <laughs> All right. No, uh, well, I wish him well with that. But uh, I'll, I'll take that under consideration and, and see if it motivates me to uh, move a little faster. My guess is I, I'm with you, uh, Dennis. I, I, my money's on Patrick. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Oh, Am I allowed oh, yeah. to bet on this? Yeah, well, no. You know, you spent an entire week with Dr. Doug, a, a renowned cardiologist. True. You know, did you have any discussions with him at all about getting your paperwork put together? You know, we, we talked to the AOPA and you now know you have a, a, a marching uh, orders of what you need to do. Uh, we were kind of busy, uh, you know, riding camels around the pyramids. What do you uh-huh. want from me? You know, 
And uh, we Progress. did a little scuba diving, Come too, on. actually. Yeah, we didn't talk just, uh, we didn't really talk about that so much. But uh, it's going to happen. It will. And, and especially, like I said, when I, you know, when you have all these commercial flying experiences, every time this happens, I'm thinking, gosh, if I could only fly a private or get someone like Patrick to get his certificate on this Cirrus jet, he could have flown me over in one of them things way better. Nope. Why not? You're not going to fly that that far. Why not? It, it has a, a pretty good, uh, Nine, once again, you have 900 to. 900 to 1,000 mile range, Greg. Well, you take breaks. Break it up. But it'd be nice and fast. I mean, a Cirrus jet will go how fast, you figure? Not fast. 250. Two, well, 250, that's pretty fast. I mean, okay, it would be, it'd take twice as long than it did in the uh, jet. Yeah. Because they're doing like five, six, something like that. Yeah. But uh, but if we had our own Cirrus jet, you know, we could take little detours, you know, hop on. Good luck with that. What do you mean? Wait, you don't want to, you don't think that'd be a great adventure? Don't Not you want to mark that off the list, Ed, where you go over to the pyramids and get on a camel and, no. you know, you stand in well, front of them and, and then you put your hand out no. on the tip and they do that forced perspective so no, it looks no. like you're my, holding my the pyramids up? This is completely different than I, yours. Why? Everybody, that's on everybody's bucket list. Come on. No? no? No. Really? What about you, Dennis? You want that picture, well, right? I'm just thinking, well, I wouldn't mind that picture, but I'm just starting to think more and more that the Cirrus jet might be the perfect airplane for you based on the announcement that just came out. Oh, this yeah, week the Auto Land. That's right. Auto Land. So we just put Greg in it. He See, hits direct to I finally and then waited hits Auto Land. Long enough. Uh, I told auto you. Auto Return. I, I, I told you if I waited long enough to get my private pilot certificate, the planes would end up landing themselves. I wouldn't have to learn squat. And sure and enough. And he hasn't. Uh, Tom Haynes from AOPA posted it on Facebook this week. I saw that. You Did you see yeah. it as well? No, I didn't see it. I've seen it in other news articles. Yeah, but he actually posted a picture. It might have actually been a short video, but you know, it showed him landing uh, in the Cirrus. And I can't help but think, because it's a shot over his shoulder and looking at the runway of this thing coming in for landing, and, and, and he's like, has his hands up. And I'm thinking like, uh, now is he like, you know, like a little clenched up at that point, you know, like (laughs) I'm like, look, come on, hands, (laughs) Otto, you got the controls. (laughs) Yes, Tom, I have the controls. I, you know, I don't know how that uh, works. I I think it'd be a little nerve, but let people like him try it out. Make sure they get all the bugs worked out and I'm in for the computer doing all the work that I don't have to more coming up on just plain radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Flightstudy.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Not my color or my style. I've always preferred flying a G4. Will she fly? She'll fly. Let's load her up and bring our friends home, shall we? She flies. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Ed and Dennis, rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information, including planes that land themselves. Finally! So, just so I'm clear, uh, I mean, did you know this was happening uh, this week, or did that kind of catch everybody off guard there, uh, Ed? What do you think? I pay attention to nothing from Cirrus, so I had no clue. You had no clue. What about you, Dennis? Did you know I that was happening? I any... I hadn't heard a single thing, and and all of a sudden it comes across from Garmin press release, and you know, then two emails later there was a Cirrus press release, and Popular Mechanics had an article with a film crew and everything, so yeah, they kept it pretty tight lipped and just dumped it all at once. Surprise! Yeah, and I saw the post from Tom Haynes from AOPA on Facebook. That's how I heard about it this week, and um, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that was that was coming so quick. I'm glad it's here. And, uh, you know, I, I I didn't see any after pictures of uh, Tom actually on the, uh, you know, on the tarmac after that picture, but I assume he made it. I haven't heard anything negative yeah. uh, in that regard. So evidently this system, you know, works enough, uh, at least, you know, for the most part. At the, and I think, what is, are you concerned about this, Ed? Because the, you know, the caveat to having a computer land your aircraft is obviously people would get complacent or they don't need to learn how to exactly, do this. And- exactly. But, you know, Keith and I have said for a long time that uh, a pilotless airplane is a lot closer than a driverless car. Yeah. Because the infrastructure infrastructure is built for it. Yeah. It's already there. They got the technology. It's just a matter of pulling the trigger, I guess, right? Exactly. So or pushing the red button. So this system, uh, it debuted, well, it's a Garmin system that happened to be uh, plugged into the Cirrus. Is that what it was, Dennis, or what? It's Yeah, Garmin's built it as an extension to the G3000 series um, avionics. So it's in right now, I think, the Piper M600, uh, basically the Meridian, and in the Cirrus jet. Those are the two airplanes that it's in. 
And the it will actually look at the current weather conditions, the altitude, the amount of fuel, pick an appropriate airport based on that, and slow the plane down, put the gear out, put the flaps down, and make a, a landing. And supposedly, it even can contact ATC and let it know that it took over. Hmm. So I'm not sure how they're doing that, if it's just squawking 7700 or or what, but uh, there was an, a grid write-up in uh, Popular Mechanics where they actually flew along with it, and it just blew me away that they built all of this into an existing business jet. Yeah, I, and that is impressive. Yeah. But, but it'll be a backup system, I would assume, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. Well, well initially. But well, then... Oh, yeah. I mean, initially, I think, you think a long, long time. Okay. They won't just say... Uh, this is going to sell more Cirrus jets... Because the wife will like that. Right. Just like they like the parachute. Okay. Well, and so, it still yeah. has the parachute. So you've got you got both options. The computer can land itself. And if things really go sideways, we still have the parachute. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you, you got to give them uh, credit for putting that, uh, putting it together. I think that is. I mean, it, it it's like having, you know, auto from airplane uh, as your co-pilot. Yeah. And, and that is a pretty good backup system, I'd say. <laughs> You know, but will there be uh, that temptation to come into the uh, airport and come in and line up and and let the computer uh, do and do all those pictures? Like, look, no hands. You know, kind of like you're riding a bike for the first time without yeah. a, without hands down the street when you're a kid. I'm sure it will be done. I I mean, I would be tempted. I I'm not going to lie. Oh, we know you do. It. <laughs> not just tempted. You well, just that's going to be normal for him. Yes. That's, every landing would be that way. Well, I'm just saying. It would his, be a His hell of next a lot of question fun. is as a DP, could I use that on my test? No. You well, only get one. Well, wait a minute. If the computer is flying the plane, why can't I use the computer on my test? Come on. He's my co pilot. Yeah, I think it's a one time push the button, land the plane, it shuts everything down on the runway. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you get to go and do a go around then and try it again and. Yeah, well, that may be. I mean, uh, the computers, uh, if they can land the plane, which is the most difficult part, obviously they can take off as well. That's probably already been done, or do we know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it has. It's not. Well, I mean, they've got drones that are completely autonomous. autonomous. Yeah, they could do all that stuff. All right. So, once again, I waited long enough to get my private pilot certificate for the computers to take off. Take take over and and uh, kind of keep me from having to do that in the first place. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. You're, you, you you by the time you're you're ready to fly, it'll be all. No, I'm at least what ten twenty more years from now. Yeah. No, we're we're getting closer. You know, it's finally starting to cool down in Florida. Not this week. Nah, not but, this week. Yeah, not this week. But in Orlando, uh, we're getting back into prime time flying season. Wouldn't you say another Is couple it? weeks? It could it could cool off any time, yeah. right, Ed? No. Are you down into no. the 80s? No. <laughs> no, it's been high 80s this week, Dennis. It's been 90s. Yeah. I mean, it's been hot. Days. Yeah, I, I just came back from Illinois, and I'm like, it's supposed to be cool when I came back. It's not. It was way cooler in Egypt last week. In the week. desert. Yeah. In the desert when I thought it was going to be like 110 degrees or something. It was nice and cool and high 70s, sunny, very pleasant. I get back to Orlando, I'm like, oh, my God. Well, it's a little drier there. It was a little drier, but not that much. The humidity wasn't as uh, dry as I thought it would be. Oh, really? But, uh, I mean, I was hanging by the Red Sea, so we had that whole ocean thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't as dry as I expected it to be. But uh, but anyway, 
enough of that. I, I would, that would be an awesome place to fly around, though. I, I will tell you, because if you could just fly around Egypt and not have to go to some of the, you know, you know, cities there that are a little, I don't know, they're, they're a little on the rough side when you get into the yeah. areas and with garbage and stuff like that. But, you know, everybody was very friendly and stuff, but I would love to fly over and you see all these ruins and the oh, pyramids yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, when we were flying in, landed into Egypt and I saw this massive, you know, pyramid thing. Yeah. It wasn't one of the three. It was like this, this bigger step uh, type of pyramid. I'm like, oh my God, there it is. And then yeah. the Sphinx and the whole thing. I mean, that that is definitely the way to see oh, those yeah. things. That'd be, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Seventh wonder of the world or something like that. One of them. One of the seven wonders. Yeah. So uh, it would be a fun flight. Now, of course, you got that added uh, element of maybe people shooting at you, depending on where <laughs> you're flying through that uh, part of the world. We've got some Egypt's cities fine. here in the States that are the well, same. Yeah, say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right by the St. Louis airport. Yeah. You know. and, and by the way, Egypt, super safe. I had no problems there at all. I mean, I'm talking about some of the other neighboring yeah. Yeah. you know, places, but Egypt, everybody was very friendly. There weren't, I mean, we were like the only Americans, but everybody wanted to talk to us very friendly and welcoming and all that kind of stuff. Good stuff That's cool. uh, for sure. All right. So we got that uh, covered. We have some uh, news to share about basic med. Uh, it's already been approved for the Bahamas for a while now, but now we have a big uh, announcement for another country that's starting to accept that, uh, that level and uh, maybe expand your reach of being able to fly into different, uh, you know, countries and uh, taking advantage of your private pilot certificate. That's coming up next on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm gonna fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're gonna fly high without fear, you're gonna have to learn to love the atmosphere, and you gotta learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co pilot, that is me, along with Captain Ned and Dennis, rounding out the crew today. All right, so basic med, which is, uh, well, the medical certification that I'm going to get once I get back in the co-pilot seat and get going next week uh, is um, now been opened up. I, I can't believe I got through that entire sentence without you guys interrupting me. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. I, I had okay. a sudden need to cough, but I felt that would be inappropriate. Okay. Well, thank you, Dennis. Yeah. And Ned just gave me that look. Yeah. I'm used to getting. But uh, in, in all seriousness, basic med is now being accepted in Mexico. Cool. And that that is a very good thing. And obviously, AOPA has been working on this for a while, I guess. What do we know about this, Dennis? Much? Well, it's uh, it sounds like it's going to be accepted starting in December. And so uh, they had they you know, obviously been trying to get uh, additional countries. Bahamas was the first to honor it. And as you know, it works perfectly because you and I uh, flew to the Bahamas with just a basic med certification. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking forward to being able to add some additional destinations. Maybe we can take the Mooney down to Cozumel. Right on. Uh, go. That would be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? Got to uh, make a tequila run. <laughs> long as it's only tequila. Yeah. 
I guess one of the big reasons, though, is there's a lot of a uh, lot of general aviation that's going into like the Baja of Mexico. Oh yeah, and, yeah. There's a know, lot. This, this a lot opens that. that up to a lot more pilots to be able to go there for for travel, for relief mission, other things like that. So I, I think it's great. Now, if we can just get Canada, we'll have uh, the the entire uh, North American continent opened up. Well, there you go. But they're the most uh, regulated of all of those three countries, aren't they? In Canada, pretty strict on their airspace. How they run things up there? Or, yeah, they run it very but, similar to the U.S. rules. There's, there's actually a lot of reciprocity agreements, more so than any other country with Canada. Oh, a okay. Canadian pilot can literally take a written test and convert their their Canadian commercial pilot certificate to a U.S. commercial pilot certificate. No other country can do that. Hmm. Yeah, so that that you know. It, that actually, I would have thought, would have been the first one they did. Okay, well, come on, uh, Canadians, let's go. Good Lord, you're being uh, beat by Mexico. <laughs> and uh, we need some toques to keep our heads warm once the winter comes into Florida here in a couple weeks. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. They might tell you you're on a non-stop flight. <laughs> well, I don't think I care for that. No, I insist that my flight stop. Preferably at an airport. It's those sudden unscheduled cornfield and housing development stops. That seemed to interrupt the flow of my day. So fly with me, yeah, fly with me. 30,000 in the skies where you trying to be. I can take you to a place that is so exclusive. It's a view that only me, you, and the pilot see. As the this is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co pilot. That is me, along Captain Dennis and Ed, rounding out the crew today. Navigating the latest aviation news and information. Then, of course, we got to throw in a few drone stories. So, what do we got, Dennis? Because there's, there's some stuff in that world going on that we need to cover, isn't there? Come on. Well, there definitely is. Uh, DJI just uh, released a brand new drone, and this one looks like it's perfect for you, Greg. How it so? Folds up, it, well, it folds up to the size of a smartphone, at oh. least in dimensions. It's a little bit thicker, but you can fold it up and practically throw it in your back pocket. It weighs 249 grams, mm-hmm. which means it comes in just under the weight limit to require registration with the FAA. Oh, so wow. you now have an exempt drone that has a high high def camera it's not 4k but i'll take a 2.7k camera that size and it's going to be around 500 bucks how about that 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 sounds like it could be very cool take that on the uh, boat with you the next time and Mm -hmm. you can get your own selfie from the from the fantail of the boat and a 30 minute battery life on a drone that size that's pretty that's pretty sweet it's getting to be pretty cool yeah well it sounds like something we need to you know add to the list for christmas it's coming up uh there's an idea of what you can get me ed What's that? DJI Mavic <laughs> Mini. Okay. It <laughs> just Sorry, totally tuned out. He was like, no. Nah, business I, came he said in drones. He's like, what? Yeah, drone. Instant. They're talking about drones. I can tune out. Right. I can answer this text and okay. email. Well, we just found a drone. But this you next one you might like, Ed. All right. Um, so what's the, you know, the biggest limitation on drones these days is the battery life. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's looking at 30-minute life, you know, maybe an hour at best. 
Uh, I just was reading a, an article about a company called UAV Turbines, and they have developed a small jet turboprop that can be put into drones. Yeah, I saw that and, somewhere. I think uh, I think uh, PropWash had that. Well, it, it's a very impressive. It's an 80-pound engine that puts out 200 horsepower of thrust and runs on kerosene just like any jet. It's fully automatic, controllable. And so you could be took, taking and putting that into uh, any number of drones, a large RC. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, they'll take that technology and develop potentially for GA. I mean, that's a perfect engine for the Mooney. 200 horsepower matches what I've got already, but it only weighs 80 pounds. That would be incredible to put into, you know, even a Skyhawk. Think about what it could be with a small turboprop up front. Hmm. Yeah. Turboprop, you're saying? Not a turbofan. Yeah, it's not a turbojet, a turboprop. And it's uh, it's putting out how much horsepower? 200, 200 horsepower. That's kind of interesting. So you could derate that and be more than powerful enough to run your average Skyhawk. So I'm waiting to see the first person at Oshkosh that's going to get their hands on one of these and retrofit it into a velocity or a, a kit fox or something silly you know now, what, what is the drone company that's putting this one out though that's Ooh. called uav turbines and mm. they're uh, a spin-off of some existing radio controlled modeling companies they they took uh, some of the designs that they were using for rc uh airplanes and are making a a commercial product out of it that can be retrofitted or you know built or into um, any number of drones, whether they be for delivery, for surveillance, uh, things like that. They're they're looking at this as a, a stopgap until the battery technology can get to a point where you get a reasonable mission length. Hmm. Well, some of those RC planes are big enough where, you know, somebody could sit on top of the plane. I've always wondered that. Yeah. They're massive. So with 200 horsepower, oh my gosh, that's pretty serious stuff. Yeah. But uh, but they don't know, like, what's the application other than, hey, I got a drone that's going to go super fast and be super efficient or what? Well, it's not point? even that it needs to be super fast. It's just here's a here's a motor that will power it for more than 30 minutes. So yeah. if you're you've got a, maybe a, a drone that you're going to put a camera on and fly it over a golf course to get aerial footage of the, the Masters tournament or something like that, you could potentially have this thing sitting up there for hours and not be limited to a battery hmm. because it's it's running well, yeah. jet fuel and and i mean that's what they put in in the military drones they put in turboprops or in some cases turbo fans yep. but you know they're they when they get up there they get up high and then they throttle it back extremely fuel efficient they can loiter up there for for long hours at a time i would imagine they were watching me in egypt last week that's they're where keeping, the picture came from isn't it uh, very possible <laughs> very possible hey there's that idiot on a camel make sure you get him Cover, keep an eye well, on that. I was wondering loser. why it looked like a gun sight on mm-hmm. that picture. Right. Okay. Well, interesting. Uh, you know, we'll see where that technology goes. You know, but it's, you know, this drone stuff can uh, translate into GI or GA improvements. Yeah. Uh, in the future, and might uh, benefit us all. All right. Uh, another big update that we got to share with our passengers today is on Draco is back. That was fast, isn't it? Well. He's not back, but uh, Mike Patey, the uh, the creator of Draco, has announced that Draco will be resurrected. He will be back. He'll be bigger, better. Uh, so once he had a chance to kind of uh, look at the fallout of everything and look at what he had when he picked up all the pieces and brought it back home, it's not as bad as uh, as originally thought. And 
He is intending on rebuilding it, and it'll be bigger, stronger, faster. He has the technology. Okay. Oh, I thought he had already actually made the repairs. He hadn't got that far yet. He just looked at it and like, I can do this, and we got a plan in place. It's just a matter of executing now. When you get something like, what what do you think, Ed? How long, you know, once you have your idea of what you have to do on an aircraft like that, it wouldn't take him that long to to fix that, would it? Or build it? No, I mean it, it's all. I mean it's a function of man hours. If you have right. people working on it, you can you can rebuild something. Yeah, we can we can make pretty, it better. Pretty, we can rebuild quick. it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, well, hats off to him. I mean, that's good. I I, I had no doubt he was going to do that. I was surprised. Uh, I I like I said, I thought he had already done it, but he's just starting the process. I guess and just announced it. Yeah. That's what you're saying, Dennis. Yep, and it will take some time. I mean, he's obviously going to use this as an opportunity to make even more improvements and tweaks to what was already an incredible airplane. Uh, I think he's calling it Draco 10 is, is what it's going to be when it hmm. uh, when it finally rolls out. But he's got a video up on YouTube, as always, uh, uh, basically announcing the, the rebirth of Draco. No, wait, there, there was only one Draco. Why would you go right to 10? Well, he's made a lot of revisions along the way. If you've followed along with, with Mike Patey and, and his uh, video blogs that he's done, uh, he kept tweaking that thing, you know, trying to get every ounce of performance. He made changes to the landing gear to try to get it to, to squat down so that it could literally, you know, propel itself up and out in the stole drag races. And so he's done a lot of refinements and changes. So he's going to take a lot of what he's learned along the way and things that he wanted to do and incorporate it into the next revision of, uh, of Draco. Hmm. Well, hats off to him. That's yep. good stuff. All right, so there's your update on Draco. Hey, but have you ever seen that plane in, in not, action? Not in other than video. Just like, yeah. yeah I mean, because obviously, video. you know, YouTube videos yeah. all over the place, yeah. and you see how this thing does, does these short field landings. It's remarkable. Yeah. It is truly impressive. So I'm glad he's coming back. Uh, we do have some other news. And, and uh, what was the uh, story again, Dennis, you wanted to get out there today? Well, I wanted to make a mention, uh, you know, for those of us that don't live in Florida where it's in the 90s, the temperatures have been uh, starting to fall now that it's uh, solidly into the fall season. Right. And uh, Yeah, how cold is uh, it in Minnesota today? uh, Right now it's below freezing, actually. Oh, glad I'm not you. Yeah. Me too. I'm thinking about (laughs) uh, trying to figure out a way to come down and visit you for the next uh, four to five months. Okay. Uh, Is that uh, air mattress still available? He's got room for you here. Sure. Just come on down. Yeah. Cindy won't mind. We'll throw him out in a tent in the backyard. He'll be fine. (laughs) Uh, It's a tent. That works. Okay. Yeah. It's no uh, different than, uh, you know, camping out under the wing. That's right. right. I don't have a tent, by the way. Well, we have already seen how you. Yeah, we, we you intense. We understand that that just not doesn't go. So bring a sleeping bag. I'll throw you out got there. It. I'll I'll loan you my tent. <laughs> I got I, bug got spray. One. I got bug spray for you. All right, but anyway, all right. So, uh, but better, there's a story. Yeah, just bring your RV down and park it in front of Greg's house. I was house. thinking about that. Does His your HOA, HOA have a would problem just with absolutely that? love that. They they, they love and it, they, and, they, and they, they love do. him. So that would be perfect. <laughs> oh yeah. This will be great. We'll just park it right in the front yard. Okay. 35-foot motorhome. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, so the news is about uh, distraction of general aviation pilots. Is that right? That is one of them, yes. Okay. So, so what are they saying about this? Well, what what do you do with your passengers when you fly? I mean, okay, this is more of a question for Ed. Shut up! <laughs> you yell at them. No. It's actually not a bad option. Rolled up a map or hit them with the iPad. No, um, 
But do you ever have the discussion with your passengers when you're flying about, uh, you know, being a distraction in the cockpit? And that was a question being posed uh, this week. Every flight. Okay. Well, we'll get into that and uh, then some next right here on Just Plane Radio. Shut up! Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Whoa, kill the motor, dude. Let us see what Squirt does flying solo. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, Captain Ed, and Dennis rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. All right, distractions while you're flying. It is an issue that uh, you need to pay attention to. Yeah. And this has to do with creating a sterile uh, flying environment. Is that the proper well, terminology? It's a sterile cockpit. Sterile um, cockpit. So you have, you have a lot of disinfectant and that uh, sticky lotion stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or No. Yeah, that's that's exactly it, Greg. Okay, I I, I think now you're for the rest being of sarcastic. us, for the rest of us, it is <laughs> it is a a uh, a briefing or part of a briefing that you give give your passengers okay. about when to talk, when not to talk, what to say, how to say it, 
you mm-hmm. know, um, that uh, I, and am I supposed to not talk right now? Is that what you're trying to say? Much. Okay, you know, the, I'm listening. Much. Let the big boys talk now. Mm-hmm. Is no, there I'm, an acronym that you use in this uh, for to create this sterile environment? Well, it's not, the the acronym we use and is a uh, is safety and is S A F E T Y, and each one of them has a couple sentences with it. Yeah, and one of them talks about communication and that, that we want a sterile cockpit below uh, when basically in our instance below a thousand feet when we're coming in for landing or takeoff, and that only critical uh, conversations should occur. We also go on and talk about having passengers help us look for traffic and tell us if they see something, see something, say something. Mm-hmm. That, uh, and and so it's a pretty standard thing, but not a lot of pilots use it. It's 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 more structured than than what most pilots use. I don't what what it, Dennis, we were talking on the break there. You use something similar. Yeah, I use uh, safety as well. Seatbelts, air vents, um, fire extinguishers, exits, um, talking, and do you have any questions? That's my safety briefing. Hmm. But it's a great way for somebody who's never flown in my airplane to understand how to use the doors. You know, that we do have overhead vents, you can adjust things like that. But I make it clear to them that there are times that, you know, I need you to be quiet because I'm either, you know, talking to air traffic control or something like that. And I also make sure that they know that they are free to tell me if you see something that looks unsafe, tell me, yell, you know, that's, it's important. You're part of the crew in this airplane. Well, and that's, that's one of the other things is, um, uh, you know, we do it under, under the why um, in that, you know, if you don't feel good, let us know. So we also talk about uh, the physical nature of flying and right. start feeling. You're going to blow chunks. I want to know immediately. <laughs> Is I that what you're saying? Basically. Okay. I want to know before it happens because otherwise I'm going to participate. But uh, the acronym is different uh, below 1,000 feet and above 1,000 feet? No, no, that's well, just, just that's the, a the, threshold. That's part of what where, where he's in the, in the T portion. He's talking about. When they when when to talk and when not to talk. Right. So above a thousand feet. Hey, we need to update our Facebook status. Smile. Yeah, I mean, below just like the airlines have a have a uh, uh, a ten thousand foot rule. um, You know, we have we have more of a thousand foot rule. Got it. So this article that uh, brought this issue up, are, are they coming up with some new ideas or, or what are they saying exactly, Dennis? Well, it, it actually came from Bold Method. And I love Bold Method's emails that they send out because it makes you think, you know, you and I, you, you get in a habit of just going out and flying and doing things without, you know, and it just becomes a, a pattern. And why do we do things? And so they they open up discussions, you know, to get you to think more about how you're flying and how you can make it safer by by bringing up these things that we don't tend to think about. Ah. And so that was the whole point of discussion is like, you know, when do you talk to your passengers about being quiet during the flight or how do you prevent your passengers from being a distraction? You know, giving your wife a uh, Dramamine before the flight may, may really help reduce the distractions because she'll be passed out and very quiet. <laughs> but uh, that that's probably like a whole not the best issue. way. Okay. Yeah, that's probably not the best way to, to handle that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Craig's like, <laughs> Can I do that at home? Yeah, can you get away with that legally? I don't. <laughs> hey, can yeah. you smell this? Does it smell like chloroform? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, the article just is, well, you know, people do get in the habit, like myself, of not thinking, is what you're saying. So there's like, hey, wake up. You need to think about this because it'll just make you safer if you, you make sure not yeah. just yourself is focused, but everybody else in the aircraft 
is uh, not distracting you with their shenanigans. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I, I have had that happen. I believe we were over a thousand feet when I started using my buddy's uh, satellite phone and calling all my friends when we were flying out over the Caribbean. But uh, we were over a thousand feet, though, so I think I was safe. But I, I think I was distracting them slightly. <laughs> I wasn't even talking to them, but I was leaving voicemails. Dude, I'm at eleven thousand feet in an aircraft over the Caribbean right now. Pick up your phone. And they didn't pick up because it was, you know, the unlisted satellite phone number. But he heard well, I me. I think they probably figured it was you and didn't uh, didn't take no, the call. No, no. Let him go to voice. Ignore. They like That's me. That's Greg. They do. They like me. But, uh, you know, I was well, you know, past the threshold of, of problems. But that didn't keep my uh, pilot in command from probably being slightly annoyed by what I was doing. Yeah. I'm just guessing because <laughs> he hasn't invited me back. But, Captain uh, Clay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We, we'll see. Someday. Matter of fact, we haven't had him on the show since then either. Yeah, good point. Now that you mention it, <laughs> haven't talked to him in ages. Nah. But no, we're, we're he he still uh, takes my calls every now and then. Good, but it's via voicemail. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, all right. So uh, it, it's just a friendly reminder: is that you are the pilot and command. You, you got to control you, you obviously your focus, but everybody else in the aircraft, so they don't distract you, make you safer. So you don't have to rely on things like, you know, auto uh, pilot landings. Yeah. Because it's not quite there yet. Or the technology is there, but, yeah, you know, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah. Uh, until it, By the way, can you even buy that technology yet? Is it available? Or are they just saying, hey, we've done it, and now we'll... Uh, it's available now on the Cirrus jet and the Mooney, or the Piper M600. But when you're going to see it in your Moonies and your Cessnas... Uh, it's probably going to be a long time before it trickles down. Yeah. To a smaller How GA. much do we know? Probably twice as much as what the aircraft costs. If you have to ask, we can't afford it. Yeah, we'll yeah. find out. Good point. <laughs> and on that disturbing note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember there is no better high than, than learning, learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. Hi, News. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. <laughs>